today's episode of the Windshield Factor Podcast, we have two very special guests. We're going to play the Hall of Fame game with Ryan Sullivan, and we're also going to have recording artist Nova Hotain come in and talk about the draft and free agency and what the Bills can do moving forward. All that and more. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Windshield Factor Podcast. Today we have two very special guests. Uh, the first of the two is going to be Ryan Sullivan. We're going to play the Hall of Fame game and just kind of get his opinion on future past and present Buffalo Bills. So that's coming up right now. Writer and podcaster over at Buffalo Fanatics and Justice. We've talked a lot on Twitter before. We've talked in the DMs a little bit. It's nice to finally uh, to, to hear your voice and be on a podcast with you. This is fun. Likewise, man. I've been uh, you. You've been a guy whose re- opinion I've respected for a very long time. It's cool to finally chat with you. Uh, some great opinions over there on, uh, <laughs> on uh, Ryan's page. So definitely give him a follow. Uh, so today, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be playing the Hall of Fame game. Uh, basically, uh, for fans out there, this is just a game where we see what Buffalo Bills players, current and past, have a shot at uh, possibly getting into the Hall of Fame one day. Uh, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, did you have anywhere that you wanted to get started, Ryan? So I guess I was looking at the past 25 years, and mm-hmm. I guess I, I could think of two. And I'll, I'll let you pick which one to start with. But the only two that I could think of, sure, at least surefire Hall of Famers. Maybe we can debate some other ones. But I got LaShawn McCoy. And he wasn't a bill for long, and I got Jason Peters. Those are the two surefire Hall of Famers I got from the past. Okay. All right, so I agree with both of those. How about we start with LaShawn McCoy? LaShawn McCoy uh, was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. We traded him for, was it Kiko Alonso? It was a a straight-up Kiko Alonso for LaShawn McCoy trade. It was when Chip Kelly was out there destroying the Eagles. Absolutely robbed the Eagles. Absolutely robbed. I think Kiko was off the team by like the next year at that point, right? <laughs> I think he ended up going to the Miami after that. And I think maybe he's in New Orleans now. Yeah, but he definitely didn't have the impact that uh, LaShawn McCoy had, even though he's still playing. Uh, LaShawn McCoy definitely for a couple of years, two or three years, right? I mean, he was the best player on this team. You know, I for think for a while, and I think there's an argument to me, if you look back at all the drought teams and look back at these football teams since, you know, the turn of the century, arguably, arguably, even though he came in on the back, on the back half of his career, he probably played the best football out, you know, of anyone who's ever put on a Bills uniform since 2000. I agree. He was definitely up there. It was uh, as far as talent level. Some of the guys who we had who were, like, ultra-talented were a little past their prime, um, like Terrell Owens, yep. uh, you know, guys like that. Uh, but I, I would say maybe him, Marshawn Lynch, was up oh, there. Yep. Um, but, yeah, was, that's just about it <laughs> as I, far as uh, the talent level. And to be honest, I forgot about Marshawn. I forgot about Marshawn Lynch and Terrell Owens because they played such a short time on this team. And I, yeah. guess, I guess Shady was still three or four years. But, it, you know, for, you know, Marshawn – Marshawn was never really, you know, I think he had a thousand yard year as a rookie. And then I think he mm-hmm. had, I think he got into some sort of trouble going into that second year. And that's when he got traded <laughs> to Seattle. So when you, you're talking about Hall of Fame talents that put on Hall of Fame talents, 
during their time in Buffalo. I mean, LaShawn McCoy, some of those plays you go, I remember just watching him and there's so many plays that you thought he was going to, like he never lost yards. Like I can't think of a play where he lost yards. Unless the hole just like completely opened up for a defender, but yeah, never on his own accord. Yeah. And even if the, like even on plays where the, the offensive line got blew up, he always found a way to get back to the line of scrimmage. And that's what that like, even more so than the big plays. Like I remember just some of those plays where he spent five minutes running left and right behind the line, the ducking guys and somehow getting back to the line of scrimmage. Like he was such a ridiculous talent. And I'm, you know, I, I know people kind of meme him on the back end of his career here that he's gotten two rings by not doing a whole lot, but you know, he, he played on a, some bad football teams and I, you know, I'm happy that he got those two rings, even if he got it by not doing a whole lot. Absolutely. I, I, I don't necessarily judge him too hard for the two rings because I felt like a player like him in his prime probably should have earned a ring if like his talent translated into team success. So if you take that and you give him two rings, you know, I, I, I am fine with like, I, I give him credit for those, those two rings only because he was such a good player in his time that he, he probably deserved rings. If, you know, if it was uh, based on him, for instance, he played in 170 games so far total in his career. He's at 11,000 yards. Yeah. I think he's what, like 20, he's in the 20, he's top 20 or top 25 all time in terms of total rushing yards. I think. He's got to be. Up and there. if you look at, I'm pretty sure I was looking at the other day. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he's one of the few. I think he averages like 4.6 yards a carry in his career, which is ridiculous. And yep. like, he's just like, he was a highlight tape. Like he's a dude who was a absolute highlight tape to watch. And like, I always thought he was such a great personality. He always had such a, he was always such an honest press conference which I appreciate. I think so many people, so many players in press conferences are very buttoned up and close to the chest. And he was always very honest as a person. And, you know, I think one of the press conferences that always, you know, getting away from his play a little bit, one of the press conferences that always sticks out to me is the one uh, where he's talking about Josh Allen being different as a rookie than a lot of other rookies that he's, he's been around. So, you know, I think, you know, he, he, I think throughout his career, he caught some crap for not being a team guy, but like, I think he was an instrumental part of, you know, Josh's development of being a veteran in that backfield and just being like, you know, I, he just, he's a guy that I just always enjoyed on this team. Like, I think he was a fun player to watch a fun player to listen to. And like, I think I, I generally enjoyed his genuinely enjoyed his time that he was a bill. I agree. I agree uh, wholeheartedly uh, on that 2018. He, he, I, I asked this question on Twitter. I said, would it, would it be fair to say that LaShawn McCoy ended the drought? And maybe he didn't do it alone, but he certainly was the main factor of our offense being anywhere competent oh, yeah. to go to the playoffs. Uh, so, yeah, LaShawn McCoy, uh, Buff Bills Mafia is always going to be grateful for you. As far as being in the Hall of Fame, I give it two thumbs up. Ryan, how about you? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think it's no question. I think just when you look at his accumulated stats throughout his career, I don't think there's anyone below him that has, you know, I don't think there's anyone with 11,000 yards that's not in the Hall of Fame. So I, I think he's a surefire, whether it's for, you know, we can debate first ballot, second ballot, whatever, but he's a surefire Hall of Famer. Two thumbs up. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to move on to someone we already mentioned. Uh, we might as well. I, so, obviously, for the past 25 years, we haven't had a ton of talent on the team. Obviously, you know, we missed the playoffs for 17 seasons in a row or whatever, whatever. So, 
<laughs> we're just going to go with any player who even came through Buffalo uh, and, you know, see if they have a shot to be a Hall of Famer. So we're going to go next to Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I love Marshawn. Uh, Marshawn, before we even talk about his play, I'll say he is one of my all-time favorite human beings that exist Absolutely. on planet Earth. Like, he is, like, you talk about, talk about, A, a guy who's, like, about about it. Like, he, he's out there to, you know, he's in his community doing the right things. He's never a guy, you know, besides that one issue we had where I think he got caught with a gun in Buffalo. But, you know, he's out there giving turkeys on Thanksgiving. He's out there helping his community and like you know he's a general you know a genuinely good human who does good things and puts out good things into the world and like you know and who's very real and very like you know and you know and and i think in football in a sport where sometimes coaches try to scrub personalities out of dudes i've always just appreciated like look like we just talked about mccoy a guy who's just very true to who he is and just someone that i'll always enjoy listening to his opinion on things and whatnot I totally agree. I was going to mention the same exact thing. Just uh, he did make some, you know, some mistakes while he was young and dumb, uh, as we all do. Maybe not on that level, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, mistakes, mistakes. He, he's definitely made made up more more than enough for it. You know, just in the rest of his life, he gives constantly to charity. He gives constantly back to um, lower income neighborhoods. And I have all the respect in the world for Marshawn Lynch and on and off the field, honestly, um, you, you handled the off field pretty well, uh, on the field. He was just as better and just as good. Uh, if not better, uh, he accumulated over 10,000 yards in his career, average 4.3 yards per carry, uh, uh, close to shady. He had more touchdowns than shady 85, uh, he did. He was drafted by the Bills, twelfth overall, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it was. So talk about your running back in the first round. <laughs> uh, he he obviously was went to Seattle and then uh, was it Las Vegas or was it Oakland at the time? I think it was. Oh, Oakland, I went to right? Oakland. And he ended up going back because I think a big part of it was that I think he's from Oakland and that's that was a right. big part of him coming back. Right out of retirement. Absolutely. Okay. And. That- and oh yeah, and you know he's, you know you don't see. I don't think you're gonna see a lot of dudes like Marshawn anymore. Like mm-hmm. teams don't have bell cow backs. Like he's a guy that you could give the ball to 20, 25 times a game, and yeah. run him between the guards and or run him between the tackles, and like you know he stayed healthy. And you know and you know it's like that interview that he gave. I don't forget what it was on, but you know his whole running philosophy. What's he gonna do? He's gonna run through a mother effer's face, mm-hmm. and you know and. And you know, I always respect. I've always respect that type of play in dudes. And you know, I remember. You know, I remember going to some games when he was. You know, one of the games that sticks out to me that oh, I I went. I saw him play his rookie year when the Bengals were in town, and just see me. I just remember dudes just not being able to tackle him. And I think just you know that's in a sport where everyone is just big, strong dudes to be able to just bowl through dudes the way that he did. And to, you know, to change an offense the way that he did and be a guy to like anytime. And it makes that that Super Bowl that he was in that they didn't hand him the ball at the one yard line all the more silly. Because every time you hand Marshawn the ball, he's going to give you at least two to three yards just because of the way that he runs the football. Like he's just he, um, you know, he's was just, a, I think, like different, different from McCoy in the way that he ran. But I think 
equally as entertaining in the fact that he was just the way he, I think the way he ran was very, was like his personality, really. Right. It was, yeah, absolutely. Hardcore, punch you in the mouth, straight to the point. It was just like his personality. He didn't sugarcoat anything. He was as real as they come. Uh, he told you like it was, you know, he was a nice person overall, but he wasn't going to beat around the bush for you, <laughs> you know, especially the media. We all know that I'm only here so I don't get fined. Uh, my favorite quote of his personally was, uh, I know I'm going to get got, but I'm going to get mine more than I get got. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was that he was that person. Um, and so I think he is a surefire Hall of Fame. This is another two thumbs up for me. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Ryan? Yeah, two thumbs up. I don't, I don't think there's any qu- another ten thousand. I don't think there's really any ten thousand yard rushers in, uh, any ten thousand yard rushers in that aren't Hall of Famers. And right, what before I we move on to the, whoever the next person is. I didn't realize I just pulled up his pro reference page while I was here. He had two one thousand yard years for in Buffalo. I didn't realize that. He so yeah. he, he he put up he produced here like his first two years in the league he had a thousand yards. So that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, he was he was definitely uh one of one of the better talented players we had in Buffalo during the drought. Uh so again, uh Bills Mafia is very grateful for you, Marshawn. Uh and yeah, we're gonna move on to our third player. See this this guy, I think anybody who was a Bills fan is a fan of this guy, although he's very, very underrated in terms of uh success in the NFL spectrum, not like outside of Buffalo, and honestly, a little underrated in Buffalo, if you ask me. Uh, the third person we're going to get to is Eric Molds. Yeah, Eric Molds. He so he comes in. He's someone who was a touch before my time, but as a Bills fan at least. But I remember mm-hmm. watching him. He he overlapped with JP Lossman, right? He was on the team with JP yeah, Lossman. I believe, years. I believe yep. so. Yeah. Yep. So I, you know, he's, you know, I, I think he's very much in a similar mold. As no pun intended, as um, Trudavious, not Trudavious White, excuse me, Stefan Diggs, in the fact that he's not the biggest guy, but he's a guy that ran good routes, was strong with the way he caught the ball. And, you know, I think he's someone who I think unfortunately came in in an era that the Bills were on a decline. And I think he's a guy that you look at in, you know, you look at in, um, in terms of, you know, it, the type of roster the Bills had, they were going between Flutie and Rob Johnson and Alex Van Pelt and just some of these guys, uh, Todd Collins, some of these guys that were in these post Jim Kelly quarterbacks. And you really wonder if, you know, I'm, we're glad that he was in Buffalo, obviously, but, you know, right. what does his career look like if he lands on a different team that was on an upswing there in their career? Is he a more household name than he is? Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to say. Um, his career numbers don't look great only, but I think that has more to do with the team. Like, yeah, the team, um, they were in a decline. He was drafted in 1996, came and played with Buffalo up until 2005. Uh, and we know that the quarterbacks, I would say that was after Jim Kelly retired, would have been 96, right? Yeah, they, yeah he, they went to the Super Bowl. They lost the next year to Jacksonville. And then, yeah, yeah, then he retired. Right. So uh, that this would have been after Jim Kelly. So you're coming into a situation where you have a, a dominant team as far as the Bills, you know, going to Super Bowls and AFC championships. And then all of a sudden you get drafted to Buffalo 
and you're thinking you're in a good situation and then you end up in that situation. So his career numbers don't look great. He had uh, just five yards shy of 10,000 yards of his career, uh, only 49 touchdowns. And yeah, the numbers don't look awesome, but the talent was Hall of Fame worthy, in my opinion. Uh, so for that, I'm going to give a one thumb up. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, I think one thumbs up. You know, I, I think, you know, it, it's tough. I, I didn't realize that until I'm just looking at it now. Five yards short of 10,000 yards. You look at some of the people that are above him on this list aren't necessarily Hall of Famers. Donald Driver is at 10,137. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't think 10,000, you know, it doesn't seem like just looking at this list that 10,000 yards is necessarily the same thing as 10,000 yards as a rusher. But I think, like you said, the, the talent was there. So I think one thumbs up, you know, I don't think he ever gets there, but, you know, I think, you know, he's a Bills Wall of Famer for, for a reason. So I think that stuff matters or should be a Bills Wall of Famer for a reason. And it should be stated that Donald Driver was a guy who got to play with the likes of Brett Favre. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, absolutely. you know, if you look at Eric Moe's career in, in that light, it's it's all that more impressive. When you don't ever have a chance to play with a guy like Brett Favre and you come away with the same numbers as someone who did. Oh, yeah. You, a, I mean, a talented receiver as well. Having to play some prime years with, with J.P. Lossman will we'll <laughs> exactly. do that to somebody. <laughs> and and the, the quarterbacks after J.P. weren't that much better. I think Trent Edwards Trent was Edwards, up yep. in... Yeah, it was just a mess. A high mess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, all right, we got one thumb up for Eric Moulds. And so we're going to move on to the next player. Now we're going to start getting into some current Bills players just to mix things up. So the criteria for the current players are, are they going to, if they retired today, would they be a Hall of Famer? Or if they continue their career but the season they had in 2020 was like an average season for them. Would their stats accumulate to a point where they would become a Hall of Famer? All right, you follow I'm, me? Yep, I'm with you. All right, cool. All right, so we're going to start off. Might as well start with QB1, the captain of the team. We're going to start with Mr. Joshua Patrick Allen. Yeah, I think, you know, I think, I mean, without even looking at stats, without even looking at numbers, I mean, Josh has hall of fame level talent in terms of, you know, I, I don't think there's necessarily been a quarterback that's existed in the history of the national football league with his ability to improvise and his arm strength and his ability to be strong in the pocket. So I think he has hall of fame, uh, he has hall of fame talent and, mm-hmm. you know, and I think if this year, you know, I think the question is, you know, you said assuming his average, I think the, the question in coming years is going to be, where is his average? You know, I, this, the, the jump that he took it from year two to three has never really been seen before in the history of national football league. You have some president, you know, Donovan McNabb took a similar jump, you know, Drew Brees had some bad years in San Diego, but you know, if I, I think if, the truth, you know, he had, what is it, 44,500 yards, 37 touchdowns, 69% completion percentage, second in MVP voting. You know, he's not going to come in, you know, I, I think it'd be a little foolhardy to assume that every year he's going to come in second year in MVP voting. But if he's a guy who's throwing for 4,000 yards a year and getting 30 touchdowns a year and completing 65 to 68% of his passes, that's a guy who's 
if he plays 20 years, is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's going to put up those stats, especially with the way they protect the quarterback this year, assuming he doesn't have any, you know, God forbid, any sort of injuries along the way. Very well said. I, I agree completely. Uh, I think I, I've been on record. Anybody who listens to my podcast knows I say that Josh has better intangibles than anybody in NFL history as far as the quarterback position is concerned. Um, I don't think there's anybody who can throw like Josh. And if they can throw like Josh, they definitely don't have his athleticism. So it's kind of like he's the best of both worlds, in my opinion. I think that he 100% has Hall of Fame intangibles and talent. Uh, it's all about the play now. And, uh, yeah, like you said, if he can get 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 65% passing per year, that's for sure Hall of Fame, uh, especially in today's day and age where these guys are, you know, throwing the ball all over the place. Uh, and when you get a guy who has the talent of Josh Allen, then then for sure, definitely. So I'm going to say – we so we agree that he can make the Hall of Fame. Obviously, if he has uh, average like he did in the past season, that would be one of the greatest careers of all time, let alone Hall of Fame. So I remember that's that's pretty safe to say. Two thumbs up uh, for the trajectory. Yep, yep. Trajectory is going that way. You know, I, I think this will be. You know, year three was a pivotal year to see if he could make that jump. I think year four is the pivotal year to see if that's maintained and you know, how he adjusts once teams have a a year of film on him playing at this type of level. But, you know, like you said, if if the trajectory, if, you know, if the, right now his trajectory is, is straight to the moon. So if, if this is his trajectory, three thumbs up. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to head over to the defense right now. Uh, we're going to talk about old head. He is the captain of the D. Uh, I think he's the longest tenured Bill on the roster. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Jerry Hughes. Yep. Oh, that's a good one. Um, you know, he's a guy who, first of all, I guess before you even get into his stats, you want to talk about Hall of Fame trades. That, you know, you, you want to, that may be one of, at least in Bill's history, one of the most lopsided trades that, has ever existed when you consider we traded Kelvin Benjamin or not Kelvin Benjamin. Wow. Kelvin Shepard, wrong Kelvin, Kelvin Shepard, who is now a positional coach for someone in the NFL. I don't know who. And Jerry (laughs) Hughes is still playing football, still racking up pressures. So um, he's at whatever is said, you know, he's, he's racked up the sacks. He's played, you know, productive football. You know, he's been a well above average defensive end. Um, but you look at, I mean, even there's guys above him now on this Bills roster. I mean, obviously Bruce Smith is somewhere you're never going to get above. I think he's at like 198 mm-hmm. as a Bill or something like that. Some insane amount. Yeah. And Aaron Strobel yeah. even has a ton who's on the Hall of Fame. So I don't know if he necessarily has Hall of Fame talent, but when you're talking about legendary Bills and I think Wall of Fame caliber Bills, I think you definitely got to discuss him up there. Yep, I totally agree. Uh, he has 56 total sacks in his career. And that doesn't even come close to to putting on paper just the impact he's had uh, in Buffalo, uh, whether it be causing trouble in the backfield, whether it be hyping up your teammates, whether it be just being a leader on and off the field. Uh, Jerry Hughes has been all that and more for the Bills organization. And although he probably doesn't have Hall of Fame talent, because if he did, we probably wouldn't be begging so badly for a pass rusher. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, he he definitely is a great player, and I agree. Uh, uh, should be Wall of Fame member. Uh, so I think we both agree he he should be on the Wall of Fame, maybe not the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and and when you talk about um, you know, I, I think he played an important role in turning this team around. You know, the fact that he's the one person left from the Rex Ryan era that's still on this team, and I think you know I, he was always frustrating when it came to getting some of those those Gary Hughes personal foul penalties but you know i think there's a lot of value of having someone on your defense that brings that kind of edge and i think he brought a super important edge for now a bunch of years on this team it feels like so you know i i think he falls very much into almost that eric molds spot where you know i think legendary bill i think he's a he's going to be one of those guys that you're going to remember you know, even though he might not go in down in the annals of history, but I think he's a guy everyone's going to kind of remember in at least in the annals of Bill's history for just being a super important player on this team for a long time. Definitely. All right. So uh, we have about four minutes left. Uh, and so we're just going to get a couple of players uh, at, at one time. Let's do a uh, secondary. Let's go with Shredavious White. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Ooh, Jadavious White. Jadavious White, he's playing He's he's playing elite-level football through four years of his career now. You know, it's that's more than a small sample size. Um, You know, there's a lot of cornerbacks that, that have made the Hall of Fame. You know, it's, I think the thing that he'll have to battle through as he gets older, he's not a guy who's wildly athletic. I did a thing on my page a little while ago that he has one of the lower SES scores out of all the people who've made Pro Bowl, uh, all pros in the last few years. But So it'll be interesting to see how his game ages as he ages. But he's still young, so that's not something we got to worry about for a few years now. But current trajectory, you know, thumbs up, two thumbs up Hall of Famer. Agreed. Um, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, actually, because Josh Norman is on the team, and we have about three minutes left, I'm going to throw in Josh Norman. Go ahead. Um, I feel like his window was too small, right? He he had two or three elite yeah, like he took some time, I think it was a seventh round pick or an undrafted guy. He took some years to get his stuff together. And then he had two or three elite of elite years under Sean McDermott. But, you know, I, I don't know if his win like he didn't have the window that Darrell Revis had or some, you know, Richard Sherman had in terms of right. dominance. You know, he had a two, three year window, went to Washington. And I don't know if he was ever quite the same player once he went to Washington and whether that's just Washington being a bad football team or whether that's him, you know, becoming less good as time goes on. I, I don't know, but I feel like he had elite, he, had, he played elite level, but just not for a Hall of Fame level, just not long enough. Okay, real quick. Give me Jordan Poyer or Micah Hyde. I'm going to go Jordan Poyer. I think Jordan Poyer is a more unique player in what he does. I think he does more for this team. You know, if you held a gun to my head and said someone had to go, had to be off this team, I think Jordan Poirier is a more versatile player in what he does, and I think the turnover numbers will probably speak for that. I'm not. I'm gonna say off the top of my head without looking at it, but you know, in terms of being in the box, playing deep, you know, I, I think he brings some more in that respect than Micah does. Okay, so we have two thumbs up for the trajectory of Tre'Davious White. We have. Two thumbs down for Josh Norman as far as Hall of Fame. Yep, uh, two thumbs down for uh, yeah, two thumbs down on Jordan uh, Josh Norman. 
And then uh, I, I think it's probably a little far-fetched for, for uh, Micah and Jordan Poyer to make the yeah. Hall of Fame. But Bill's Wall of Fame, you're, you're right there. Just keep doing what you're well, doing. Well, yeah, when you talk about creating a legacy, I mean, these are two guys that are going to play together now for five Five now, this will be what year four? You know, this will be year five that they're playing together. Like, how many safeties play together in tandem like that for five years without missing? You know, I, I don't think Jordan Poyer's ever missed a game, and Micah Hyde's missed maybe one or two games. So I think they'll they'll go down in the annals of Bills history as you know, legendary a, a legendary Bills tandem. Agreed. Uh, I, I really appreciate you coming on and joining us today, Ryan Sullivan. Uh, if you want to go ahead and Tell everybody where they can follow you. I appreciate you, you Justice. At uh, SportsRock2 on Twitter. You can find our show at 585 Report on Twitter. You can also find that on Instagram as well. Um, but, yeah, I appreciate you, Justin. You're a good man. This was a lot of fun. I love rehashing. Uh, I always love rehashing Bill's history. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it, man. Better football – I'm sorry, great football knowledge, better person. Uh, thanks for uh, listening to the Windshield Factor podcast. say thank you so much to Ryan Sullivan for doing that you know it was a it was an honor to have him on uh we're definitely going to do that again you know we had a ton of fun so I look forward to our next meeting uh next up we have one of my best friends growing up No Fontaine so we're going to talk to him about Bill's free agency the draft and just uh what he feels of how he feels about the franchise uh moving forward so yeah here it comes now uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great show, man. I'm 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 truly honored to be a part of this, man. I love everything that you're doing, brother. Let's get it going. Hey, I appreciate that, bro. The the feeling is mutual. I promise. Uh, so uh, let's just jump right into it. Um, we talk about you know the Bills off season, just uh, what they've done this off season. Anything that uh, right. caught your eye? You know what I mean? Like how you think Brandon Bean going about this off season so far? In uh, your opinion. I think really right now he's plugging the, all of the holes. He's plugging all of the holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch, Mr. Biskey, I think that was a big deal. I think that was a big deal. You never know what can happen. And we got somebody that has been battle tested, regardless of him trying to be the guy in Chicago. He had the experience to come in once he learned the system. I think that he can kind of he he kind of a a, a carbon copy. Or, or poor man's Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, I said the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I feel like he's a he's definitely a good silent. Uh, excuse me, a good signing. Uh, the backfield, I think that's definitely got to upgrade with Matt back there. Um, Singletary is good. We got a nice compliment with that. Um, I love the Emmanuel Sanders trade. We got Beasley. We got uh, McKenzie. Now we got somebody that can go on the other outside and burn people up too. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I love that. I love the signers for the offensive line as well. And you know, Matt Milano, that was tough. Yeah. Matt Milano, that was I think that was a I think that was a real good signing. Right. And we got the edge rusher. So, you know, me personally, I would like to see more. I want to get us another cornerback. Okay. You, I, I want to get us another cornerback. You uh, you interested in any specific cornerback coming out of college? Um, I I really okay. I I can't say 
a specific, to be honest, I can't say a specific because I feel like they're going to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> nah. like they're going to be gone. <clears throat> the corner, cornerbacks. 30, so. Yeah, that's a fact. But cornerbacks in this draft is, is super deep. And the one thing about our team, I feel like our team is good. So the fact that we're a good team, uh, it, like – not and I don't want to say anybody, but if you bring in somebody who's talented onto the roster, they're going to be able to catch up quickly, and they're going to be able to 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 fit in their role. You know what I'm saying? The way uh, Frazier and McDermott, the way they set up on defense, they always have everybody in the correct position to make a play. I feel like it, it may be um a, you know just a learning curve for a rookie, but at the same time, uh, I feel like you know it could be great for us in the long run, you know, because Tredavious White, look what he did when he was a rookie. You know what I'm saying? He was, it should have been defensive rookie of the year. So if Yeah, we, he was robbed. He was robbed. Definitely was robbed. Who did they give? Marshawn Lattimore or something like Lattimore, that. Lattimore, yeah. He, he, he had a better, uh, he had a better score for that whole year for what he did. Like, that was a straight robbery. Definitely. I agree. It's, we've been robbed a couple of times now. McDermott got robbed for coach of the year. It's all that. <laughs> but, of course. Um, it's it's a couple of dudes, you know, out of college I'm looking forward to. Uh, like I said, it's real deep. So even if we don't get one of the top guys, I feel like, you know, we could go up and uh, still well, select. I like Greg Newsom. I like Newsom. Greg Newsom. Yeah, yeah, that boy's nice. He he really got real sticky coverage. He stayed with his man. He uh yeah he he definitely is one of the 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 ones I was interested in. I was looking at. Yeah. So I, I like Newsom. He's hungry. <clears throat> Definitely. So, um, what do you think about Dane Jackson? What I think about Dane Jackson, I feel like that's somebody that we could plug in and they could be effective immediately. Immediately. Mm-hmm. See, uh, um, so Dane Jackson was an undrafted free agent <clears throat> last year, and he kind of – Came on the field and he made plays here and there, but he didn't get a whole bunch of playing time. But right. like I agree with you, I think that if they come in next year and they plug him in anywhere they need to, he'll he'll do exactly what he did last year and more with a with a bigger role. I feel like uh, he he definitely can can make a lot of plays for us, and he might even come for that CB two position that you know Levi has had. So uh, I'm definitely I, I'm on the same page as you. I, I hope that. They uh, give Levi Dane some competition, you know, some some somebody who can step up and, you know, claim that CB2 position. It's been Levi, but he hasn't exactly held on to it as as, as well as he should. May, I don't want to say should because he also is an undrafted free agent. So as far as, you know, coming in the league and making an impact, he's starting on the AFC championship roster. So he's doing a damn right. thing. You know what I'm saying? So right. I can't I can't slight Levi in that way. But at the same time, we definitely can upgrade. So outside of cornerback, what else do you – what other holes do you see on this team? Me personally, man, I I need everybody to protect my quarterback. Mm-hmm. And on the opposite side of the ball, I need y'all to rush. I need that pass rush to be crazy. I feel like we kind of – certain teams kind of took advantage of us. Yeah. Definitely. Certain teams kind of took advantage of us. Sometimes we couldn't autom- we couldn't get back there fast enough to make the plays happen. And uh, I feel like as long as we got our defense aligned good, I need somebody to get into that ball. Right. We got Ed Oliver going in there. He's doing his thing. He's he's uh, commanding 
teams to pay attention to him. Right. But if we can get somebody else on the uh, on the edge, that's what we. I think that's something that could really take us uh, to the to the promised land. To be honest. See, I agree a hundred percent. I was hoping that we would go out and get one of them free agents. Uh, but you know that doesn't look like it's it's happening or going to happen. Well, we'll never see. You know, maybe we might still be able to snag some talent after the draft because it does seem like a lot of talented players aren't signed yet, uh, and they they wait until after the draft. Like Jadavion Clowney, I know that he hasn't. I was exactly. So you want Jadavion Clowney to be a Buffalo Bill? A thousand percent, man. I watched us give. I watched us give. Um, Mario Williams, a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. I seen the lust for JJ Watt. Yep. But you know, I feel as why can't we have the same desire to get Jadavian Clowney? Right. We seen the potential that he has. The rest of the defensive line is complimentary. If you get a monster and you just get that hunger coming off the edge, I feel like you get somebody with something to prove. Yep, chip on its shoulder. Absolutely. Exactly. That's what Buffalo <laughs> is about. That's a straight fat. hunger. Straight hunger. Yep. It's like, a, it's like a pit bull with raw meat. <laughs> we going to get that. <laughs> Facts. And I feel as though, and I feel as though he could really be a complimentary to the culture that has been recently built in the city. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I honestly, if you ask me who I'd rather have, JJ Watt or Jadavion Clowney, I'm gonna say Clowney. To be honest with you, All day. I, I don't know why there was such a like a huge market for JJ Watt, but not Jadavion Clowney. I think JJ Watt's a little bit past his prime. Um, and I don't think he would have helped our defense all that much. I think that he would have been good for like ticket sales or you know, maybe putting us on primetime TV. That's kind of why hey, I you, wanted him on the team. Hey man, you said it, not me. You said it, not me. But you know, Jadavian is immaculate. Right. Is immaculate. Jadavian Clowney is immaculate. And he he has everything that we need. He has the 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 fit for the culture. Him, imagine him on one side of the ball with Ed Oliver, with Trey, our safeties, Micah, Poyer, and then next thing you know, on the other side of the ball, you got Emmanuel Sanders, you got Stephon Diggs. Come on, man. That's crazy. That's more talent than Come we on, ever had in Buffalo, bro. I can't think of a time where it was really, it was really like that. And it was certified. We just went thirteen and three. Yep, should have been fourteen and two. <laughs> it it should have been fourteen and two. We gonna, you know, we gonna we gonna let that be. <laughs> we, we gonna let that yeah, be. We, we, well, I don't know, man. I'm not over it yet, but yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, D Hop, you can have that, man. D Hop, you can exactly. Have that. I ain't make cool. the playoffs, so that's cool. You can have that one, right? I respect <laughs> it. Yeah, that boy D Hop is nasty. I can't front. He's definitely yeah. he's he's a problem, but I think Diggs is better. I think I do as well. I think Diggs. I'm sorry. I think D Hop. You know what I'm saying? He got tremendous hands. He he definitely has like just some of the best hands in NFL history, uh, really. But he has like a ton of volume. Like Deshaun Watson was just throwing him the ball. Like he was just, as far as I concerned, right. he's just throwing it up to D Hop and letting him make a play. Which I mean isn't dumb. It's a good idea because he usually does. But exactly. you had Deshaun throwing it to him constantly. Kyler throw it to him constantly. So I don't know if he's better than Diggs because we saw what Diggs does at his peak. He's the best wide receiver in the league. You know what I mean? We just hands witnessed down. Him. He just hands witnessed. down. Well, um, and that's why. Go ahead. That's why I'm glad that we took that risk and we really bet big on somebody yeah. 
to match our big arm quarterback. I feel as though we in the past have been kind of hesitant to make moves like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that we finally put all the chips in and said, this is a guy that can get us to where we need to go. And the proof is in the pudding. No, that's a, that's a great point you just brought up. You said how in the past we was hesitant to pull those to pull the trigger and make those moves. You know, yeah. Brandon Bean really has come and he's like, you know, just made Buffalo a breath of fresh air. You know what I mean? He he's out there making moves. He's he's being aggressive. He's trying to get you know players that fit with this roster that fit with this team. Uh, and you know, you go out and get a guy like Stefan Diggs, you give a first round for him. People are telling you that's way too much, especially when you got DeAndre Hopkins. Only what did he they gave him up like a th- something stupid, like a second or third round or something absolutely dumb, but a bag of chips, pretty much, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, and then Diggs show you why, you know, show, he show you why he commands a first round pick because he hey, big. Big baller being man, everything immaculate. Absolutely. Big baller being as is an immaculate mindset. He knew what he knew exactly what to do when he came in here, and he, he's making me everybody proud. Everybody in the seven one six is proud of this man. Yeah, he just came in and changed the whole entire direction of the team. Him and McDermott, I can't just give him credit. Definitely McDermott too. Definitely. All right, so all right, let me ask you this question: How long have you been a Bills fan? I've been a Bills fan since I was born in Buffalo. Where okay, and uh, just just for the listeners, uh, how old are you? Twenty five years old, ninety five. So you you've been a Bills fan forever, as, as long as you can remember. I'm the same way. I'm the same exact way. So I've been a I've been a Bills fan since JP Lawson, <laughs> JP Lawson, Trent Edwards. Edwards, Jeff Tool, or just some of that. Yeah. So, all right, that that kind of brings me around to my question: What was the most down, like in the dumps? I mean, like just I'm over this, man. Like I do, I, I don't know if I could be a fan of this team anymore. Like, have you ever had that moment? What was that moment during the drought? When we lost to Pittsburgh, I think it was the last. Oh my god! Game. Yes, and we they didn't even play the starters, and we need that win to make that the playoffs. That tore my heart oh. out. Yes, oh. that tore my heart on my chest. Oh my god! And my pops is a Steelers fan. Uh, that made so, it worse. <laughs> yeah, like terrible towels all around the house. You know, I'm rooting my heart out. It's it's kind of like a. It's the the you know when you're young you growing up, it's it's not like you want to fight your dad, but it's like it's a competitive yeah. spirit. This is the only way I can compete with a grown right. man. And they tore my heart out of my chest. Like I didn't know what to do. Like at that point, I almost, almost, almost put the flag down. <laughs> I couldn't. Be, I almost was not Bills Mafia after that. It's game. been a couple of times where I'm just like, you know what, man, I ain't a fan of this team no more. I can't do this. I can't. I keep yeah. can't do keep doing it to my mental health. But obviously, you right. know, we just say that that ain't real. You know what I'm saying? That's just the moment, uh, exactly in, in the moment thing. But exactly. you see, you mentioned your dad is a Steelers fan. You must have got him back this this past year, right? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> he he would not pick up the phone. <laughs> That's he would not pick up that the Teron phone. Johnson pick six. <laughs> yes, ice cream, ice cream with the cake. With the cherry on top, all Absolutely. of that. And they what they uh that was their second loss of the season after being undefeated. See, and, and you know what? That's what happens when you have a weak schedule mm-hmm. and you know you meet the real deal. 
and you realize, oh wow, I'm a little boy. <laughs> Pretty you know, much, that's exactly what happened. Honestly, I mean, they they yeah. went, they played a bunch of you know, uh, uh, let's say a questionable schedule, right? And then you right. know, you play right. a team like the Washington football team who has a, a elite defense, and you get right, you know, you you exposed. exactly you got exposed. Thank you. That's the exact word I was looking for. Then you and you and you know what? I don't want to. I don't even want to say a questionable schedule because every any given Sunday is the NFL. It's oh, that's really a fact. Any given Sunday, I feel like I just say a favorable schedule. There you go. There you go. It was a favorable schedule for sure. Because even the Washington game that they lost, that was they, they probably should have won it because Washington wasn't a good team, but that defensive line was going crazy on them. Chase Young, that boy's a problem. He's a real uh, deal. He's really giving that team swagger. Absolutely. Him and then he's giving that team it's swagger. It's like he unlocked the talent of Montez Sweat. So then, you know what I'm saying, you got right. – <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but that boys went crazy. Oh, man. I mean, they don't even have a name right nope. now, but they got the swagger. They're not going to have a name next year either, <laughs> apparently. I guess they're sticking with the football team. All right, but hey, whatever, whatever works. Yeah, for let's, all right, let's get back into some Bills talk, man. Um, all right, so we talked about how we got uh Diggs and Sanders. Um, what about so we also got Beasley, you know what I'm saying? We got Gabe Davis, we got uh Isaiah McKenzie, Devin Singletary, right. Zach Moss. Now, right, there is rumblings in the Bills community, right? <clears throat> Saying, all right. If we get picked at 30, I want Najee Harris or I want Travis Etienne. What would you think about that? I'm going with my boy Travis. Okay, so you 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 cool with taking the running back in the first round? I'm cool okay. with that. Can you tell me a little can you tell me why? I'm cool with that. I feel like if we could get we just need a little bit better balance. Mm-hmm. I know that we love to pass the ball. We love to if we get Travis that play action on first and second down that we Disgusting. love to do, man, we could go so crazy. You can throw him the ball. You can hand mm-hmm. him the ball. He makes plays. He just makes plays. That boy's plays. so fast, man. And he got the frame. It's crazy. It's not fair. Like It's, it's kind of like a cheat code if you ask me. I'm it's 100% Travis. a cheat code, bro. We, come on, man. That boy ran a 4-4-0-40. Bro, <laughs> what? Come on, man. I'm with Travis, man. Travis, <laughs> yeah, man. And, and you know what? I'm not even mad at, at Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris is a great player. But come on, man. Travis Etienne is 5'10", 215, running a 4-4. It's this certain... It's just certain people that just don't come around right. too often. I'm See, now Travis. the thing about Najee Harris is, honestly, I won't be mad if we get Najee Harris because I think Najee Harris is also, you know, that boy, he a bad boy. Only thing about him is that Travis Etienne, he got that home run speed that we're we're lacking on in the running back room. Well, Matt Breida exactly. has it, but before we had him, we didn't really necessarily have that. Now, True. people True. are saying that Najee Harris is – the next Derrick Henry. It sounds good. Sound good, sound right? Najee Harris, uh, Harris is 6'2", 230. I don't know what his forty time was, but he definitely has the frame for it. I love, I love Alabama running backs. I don't know yeah, what it they is. They just, they just come with that. 
they they really got this hunger and like bloodthirst. You can be there, and I'm going to run through your yeah. mentality. You know Nick what I mean? Saban. I love that about them, but Nick Saban definitely he get his linemen, his offensive linemen, his defense, and his running backs be right. They every time. Every time. Uh, so Najee Harris ran a four four five. At six two two thirty, that's not bad either. I ain't gonna lie, that's that's pretty crazy. I'm not complaining about that at all, man. But I, I like, I just like the the spontaneous feeling that Travis yeah, he can break us. it at any no time. No, that's a good point. He right. can break it at any time. Anytime he touches the ball, you never know. He might go the distance, and that's exactly, exactly. what we need. And team. that's something that you you can't get that. Just anywhere. I mean, when you when you put him back there next to Josh, who who might run over a linebacker, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> you know, and and we with our receiver core, man. Who knows what can happen any play? Just like mm-hmm. Kansas City, just like Kansas City, we could be that any play. We might be able, we might be down twenty two, come back in hey, one quarter. We might have that. we, and I, you know what? That's a really good point because I don't know if we have too many people on our offense who can do that. I think Stefan Diggs could do it. Isaiah McKenzie could do it. Yeah. I don't think Gabe can do yes. it. I don't think that Cole Beasley can do it. Emmanuel Sanders, he's fast as hell, but he's a little old, so I don't know if he can still do it. You know Devin and right. Zach ain't breaking nothing. Like, though, they can break, like, a 20, 30-yard run just because they're super good. Like, they're, they're really talented backs, but as far as breaking right. it for a touchdown, I don't see that happening. I think Devin had one versus the Broncos, and it was like super slow. <laughs> but I, hey man, I'm, <laughs> I love Devin Singletary. I'm one of Devin Singletary's biggest fans, honestly. But at the same time, we definitely need more speed. And you know what? Actually, Matt Breida, we just brought him in. He he can he can uh you know has that highlight uh playman you know type of ability. So let me ask you one more question. I mean, we, you know, we got more time to talk or whatever. But let me ask you this question. Right. 17 games next year. What do you think that Josh Allen's stats will be? 17 games, we definitely cracking mm-hmm. 4,000. So wait, just just to give you I'm reference thinking... real quick. All right. Um I'm okay. just I'm going to tell you what he had this season as far as statistics go, okay? Okay. All right. All right. So give me one. Oh, see. Yes, Bam you Allen. <laughs> so I know that this year he he went absolutely nuts. Uh I, I don't think anybody expected it from him this year. Uh he was he went I'm sorry, he uh Nobody out of Buffalo, nobody on the outside of Buffalo. You know what? That's a good point because I've been pounding the table talking about how I I saw the jump coming because I, I watched him as a rookie and I was like, yo, this kid is incredible. He just is playing around a bunch of bums, you know what I mean? And then, and then, uh, his second year, he came in and was better, you know what I'm saying? They tamed him a little bit. It was just like, all right, you know what I'm saying? You, you sit here, you throw the ball to the open person, you don't do nothing else. Do you know what I'm saying? Just do the bare minimum. Our defense is going to win ball games. And that's exactly what they did, end up winning 10 games. And then, this last season, he just went nuts. And so, I'm going to just give you the accumulated stats. Um, and then you can give me your 2021 projection with set with an extra 17th game. Okay, so 
2020, he played all 16 games, started all 16 games. He was, he threw for 4,544 yards. He had 37 passing touchdowns. That don't include rushing and receiving touchdowns. Um, He had a 107 uh, rating. And he was uh, 69% from the field or something like that. I think he was 68, 69% from the field. Okay. So that's uh, 4,500 yards, 37 touchdowns, um, and yeah. As far as uh, rushing yards, he had 421 and eight rushing touchdowns. Okay. So I want to know what his projection, what you project for his passing yards, passing touchdowns, rushing yards, and rushing touchdowns. Passing touchdowns, I'm just giving him 42. 42. Okay. For the yards, for the passing yards, I'm giving him 48.50. The completion percentage is going to be around the same. Let's say maybe he gets a little too comfortable. He probably dropped down to 67%, but 67% at all. At all. That's still two out of three passes. Uh, he gets less rushing touchdowns this year because Travis is okay. going to carry that load. Uh, Matt Matt is going to complement that. The backfield, I feel like, is a little bit more complete, so he probably won't have to get busy with right. his legs as much. But I still give him 375 okay. rushing yards. And you know what? That's a, that's a good projection because his rookie year, when he had nobody to throw to, he ran for 631 yards. Second year, when he was – you know, running a little bit less and have more people to throw to John Brown, Cole Beasley, et cetera. He ran for 510 yards, a little bit less. And then this last year when he had Diggs and Cole Beasley and Gabe Davis and everybody else, he threw for, I'm sorry, he ran for 421. So, you know what? Honestly, I would like to see that them rushing stats go down a little bit because we know he can rush. It's, it's, you know, the stats don't mean anything anymore because we know that he has it in his arsenal shit he needed. You know what I mean? So right. I, I'm I'm right. with you. Except I honestly I'm I maybe maybe I'm naive, but I got the numbers being like crazy. Like I got well over five thousand yards per, I'm projecting. I honestly, Ooh. hey bro, because you know what I'm saying? Like you you watch the games all this year, right? You know it was a it was a couple, yes. you know. Missed throws he had where, you know what I'm saying, he, he kind of missed some touchdowns. He had a bunch of touchdowns called back. Um, it was a, it was a, cu- a couple situations where he threw to a wide-open wide receiver who should have scored and they didn't. So I think he could have had, like, all, all things considered, probably like 45 touchdown passes this year, right, if everything goes yeah. right. Yeah. So if if you put another year on him, and give him like another year of experience, and hopefully, you know, our team can be a little more polished, and they're not committing so many penalties and stuff's not getting caught back. And you got you know tight ends like Dawson Knox and and oh, Tyler Croft was gone, but tight end oh Jacob Hollister, uh, maybe they they catch more passes and they're able to score a little bit more like they were supposed to. Bro, I see him going right. for fifty passing touchdowns. I, I really do. And- and that's not far fetched, man, because it was a couple oops yep. passes. It was a couple's oh my God, he was supposed to yep. get up out of there, run after catches. 
So you definitely on point with it, man. But I think the competition in the AFC East is getting a little okay. bit tighter. Who you worry about? Bill Belichick. <laughs> hey, bro, that's that's not a you know what I'm saying. Like you, you always got to be worried about Bill over there. Um, so you know, just a couple things the Patriots did. They re-signed Cam Newton. They win. They got two tight ends and, and right. Hunter Henry and uh, John, John Smith. Uh, they they went and they got uh, you know. So they they added some talent. Not only that, but. They're having those players that uh, opted out last season, the defensive on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, a lot of those players right. are coming back, so you know what? That's a very, very, very uh, good you know point. You know, I I think that we're a juggernaut right now, and I don't think that the Patriots are. So I'm not super worried about them. But you know what? We only won that first game by six points, and they were driving on us. I think, yeah, I think we split with the okay, Patriots. Okay, split. Home and home with the Patriots. Home, uh, home team win both games. Okay, definitely, definitely. And I, I, I touched, I, I text you and told you I want us to get John. Lewis. Yep. They got John. Lewis. They got Hunter Henry, who mm-hmm. is a good one. So then on the defensive side, they're going to get a safety. They get mm-hmm. Jalen Mills. Okay, they're not playing games no more. They, I think that they heard what we said. We the new boss in, in right. this in this district. We run this now, and they didn't like that, and they went crazy. So I, I'm 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 thinking that we split with the Patriots this year. They got something really really to prove. Cam Newton yep. got something to prove. Everybody over there is working overtime to make sure that the Buffalo Bills are not repeat champions. But it's gonna happen, you know. Everything over here. And you know what really sucks is I used to be a big Cam fan. Like back when he was Super Cam, bro, I was a huge Cam fan. You know what right. I mean? Like <laughs> black quarterback in the league doing his thing, yeah. just dominant. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was a super huge Cam fan. And so uh, for him to be playing for the Patriots is kind of bittersweet because like I want the person Cam Newton to succeed. You know what I'm saying? Because I love Cam. I love Cam the person. I like his leadership. Like uh, his perseverance. I like his, you know, just, just him as a person. He, he's like mad inspirational. You know, that's a great word. That's a great word. Perseverance. Yes. Yeah. Cam don't quit. Yes, man. Cause yes. he embodies that for real. He's the Absolutely. epitome of that. Word. So oh, I, I really, I really oh, want him to succeed, but it's just infused in my brain to hope for the downfall of anybody who plays in the AFC East. It's not a Buffalo bill. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's right. what comes with the game, man. And Cam is yep. a wonderful person. Uh, he, I, I love him personally, professionally. Man, look. Yeah, you you're an enemy. Ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, look, right. Cam, <laughs> yeah. if you listen to this. <laughs> nah, but, but, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. You're 100% correct. Uh, as a person, he's awesome. But when you step in between those white lines, bro, you, you're the enemy. You know, and I, and I, I hope on your downfall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not like... No injury type, none of that. But like, yeah, I, I, just yeah, three man, picks in one quarter. Time, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That type of sit on the bench, so I ain't exactly. gotta yeah. root for you to 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 do bad. <laughs> but um, right, <laughs> right and then Patriots went and they went crazy. Uh, the 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 Jets, however, so the Jets just they signed Carl Lawson, they signed Corey Davis, 
they traded Sam Darnold and they uh, got some picks back. They're going to go ahead and take Zach Wilson with the second overall pick. What do you think about the Jets? Oh, not only that, right. they fired Adam Gase and they went and got Robert Sala, a former defensive coordinator from the San Francisco 49ers. So what do you think about that? I think they made it. I think they made nice mm-hmm. moves on paper. I think they are still the New York Jets. Okay. I think they are still the New York Jets. Very human and very accident prone. Mm-hmm. Very accident prone. Um, to be honest, man, it was a time where I liked the swagger of the Jets when they had yeah. before the butt fumble. The Jets <laughs> yeah. before the butt fumble. That was butt fumble was serious, like a curse. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they're still cursed. You know, we had our we had our twenty year drought. They went to the AFC Championship twice Who, with the Jets. Uh, I think I think they went yeah, to they the went AFC to the Championship AFC. game once, but they was in the playoffs twice. Right, right, but they they yep. went deep. They had a nice mm-hmm. time in the playoffs. They had their time of relevancy. It's your turn to be the butt of the joke. <laughs> no pun intended. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we not worry about the Jets too much. Um, I think, I think, hey, I no. gotta be honest. I think they starting to build something that could potentially be special. It's just all about it. they put it together right now. Um, and again, you know, they AFC rivals, so I, I hope it all falls in in a fiery. In two to three years, in two to three years, I'll I'll look at them with different eyes. But right now, man, they just they just put out a yeah. dumpster fire. That's true. You know what? That's so. facts. That that smell is still lingering. It ain't gonna go away immediately. Yeah. Math agrees. Not but enough. um <laughs> all right, so <laughs> we got the we got the Jets out the way. We're not too worried about the Jets. We're a little bit worried about Bill Belichick just because right. it's Bill Belichick. The Dolphins. Right. The Dolphins went nine and seven last year. They got Tua coming back. They're not gonna they're not gonna drop the quarterback. They did trade out of that spot. Um, and so they're going to keep Tua. They now have the sixth pick in the NFL draft. They're projected to ch- take like a Jamar Chase or a Devontae uh, Smith or Kyle Pitts, whoever is there, uh, you know, a, a, a offensive weapon for them to take to bolster their offense because they had a pretty good defense last year. So what do you think about the Dolphins? I think the Dolphins uh... – I like Tua. I like Tua. I don't love Tua, but he mm-hmm. has potential to grow. The problem with Tua is he got to play against yep. us two times a year, and that's not good. But the addition of Will Fuller is something that could help him a lot. He's burner. a burner. Will Fuller is a real burner. So they added they added a lot of people on their defense, a couple of linebackers, a couple of D tackles, and that's good. They need that, but well, I don't I can't even really say they need it because their mm. defense was solid last year. But I really think that Malcolm Brown helping them, Malcolm Brown helping them, and Jacoby comes in and he offers them some type of yep. insurance policy if Tua, because he we know he. He's there. He could, yeah, he's, he's slipping for us Right. You know, I mean, he's human. You know, he's human. That's what some people forget. He's human. But, you know, Jacoby Brissett being there instead of uh, Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic, mm-hmm. shout out the guy. 
former Buffalo Bill. Uh, he adds he adds a certain uh, stability in that locker room as far as that that position goes, uh, man. But they definitely need some more. They need more pieces on the okay. offensive side of the ball. It's it's no way that I, I can really take them as a threat. They did have a good season, but that was a good season. You know, can you do it again? It's a it's more yeah. tape out on these guys. It's more schemes and times to plot against these guys and how to take advantage of you know what they what they put out there as a product on the field last season. So I don't know, man. I feel like they have another. Well, I guess you nine and seven or seven and nine is <laughs> right. <Yeah>. But. <laughs> You know, I think I think they have a a season that is on par with the season that they had last year with the resurgence so of the new ten and division. seven or nine and eight. Okay, nine yeah, and I eight. like that. I think, yeah, I, I I take them as nine and eight. I don't see them beating the I don't see them beating the Patriots. I don't see them beating us. They can have their way with the Jets, but the rest of the schedule. They're uh five hundred team. Okay. Alright, I respect it. I respect it. Uh I'm 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 kinda sorta right there with you. See the thing with me is I just don't believe in Tua, to be honest with you, bro. Uh no no no. He's yeah. Oh, yeah, He's yeah, very yeah. He definitely ain't you know, he ain't up there, you know what I'm saying? Um he, he he's not like the magician that we've seen, you know. I mean, Burrow has had some magical plays. Herbert has had some magical plays. I haven't really seen any of that yes. from Tua, honestly. Um, because if I look at the Dolphins' offense on paper, bro, that offense is, is the truth. You know what I'm saying? You got uh, Devontae Parker, uh, who was the other kid. There was another wide receiver there who was just catching everything. Uh, his name is blanking on me right now. I think it's like um Preston Preston Williams Preston something he was like this. he he was going crazy yeah. for a stretch yeah. right uh Mike uh yeah <laughs> this is the the tight end Gisecki oh Gisecki yep uh Gisecki he Brett but Gisecki is nice like man that boy is, yeah um yeah he's solid then you got the running backs they've always had a pretty decent running team you know what I'm saying and then Whenever Fitz My came thing. in, Fitz was balling or for the most part. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't always balling, but he was balling for the most part. And then exactly. He and then fit. Tua came in and was uh, yeah. you know what I mean, like the I think that they made a mistake <laughs> with, with Tua. I think that they made it a mistake that I don't know if it can be reversed because you you put him in a situation where you didn't let him finish it. You know what I'm saying? He didn't let him finish the game. He said, I understand why, because you had a shot at the playoffs at the time. Ultimately, it didn't work out. However, I think you it might have been detrimental to his growth because you don't let him ride out those situations where he's got to make a fourth quarter comeback. You have a relief pitcher. And then you have probably one of the best backup quarterbacks ever coming in and being a relief pitcher. You know what I'm saying? So, like, your backup quarterback is right, better than your right. starting quarterback. The kid you drafted to be your future. And then another mistake they made was went out and getting Jacoby Brissett, who also is better than your starter, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so it's it's a thing where when you're the quarterback, yeah, you exactly. are supposed to be the you face of be the guy. And you got right when you messing with somebody's confidence Thank like you. that. That's, man, that's my on. only point. I just come on. I don't man. know. You know what I'm saying? Because. Jacoby Brissett is going to come in and he is going to impress in camp because that's what he does. He's a good quarterback. And right. 
And you know what? Like you, you started off good by saying that they are a mm-hmm. good team on paper. Oh yeah, I'm playing Madden. Oh yeah, I for sure. If I picked that random and the Dolphins came, up, I wouldn't be mad at all. I'm not turning exactly. I'm not. I'm not tripping. Yep. I'm gonna go get a nice jersey. Yep. And We're that defense fun, is legit but, too. Uh, right, right, right. So I mean, I, I think that Flores is a great coach. You know, shout out. Yes, I love his uh, shout energy. Out to I love his energy. You know, obviously the enemy, but you know, I, I really, yeah, I really He's respect him. Too. I have a ton of respect He's for him. Too. I just think that they might have a problem at quarterback, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think it's this year we're going to see that Tua is just not that guy. And what they always He's say, like, no you got two quarterbacks. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but all right, bro. Uh, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on, bro. We gotta do this again, bro. That was way too. That was too fun, man. Hey, man, the pleasure is mine. Shout out, my appreciate boy, that, Justice. bro. All right, but uh, go ahead, follow him on Twitter. Yo, let them know where they can follow you, bro. <clears throat> man, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Nove Fontaine. N O V E. Fontaine, it's nobody doing what I do better than me on this earth. It's nobody doing what my man do better than him on this earth. Everything Facts. is immaculate over here. Facts. Everything is immaculate over here. I and, and you know what? I gotta. I don't. I've been trying to keep the cat in the bag, but my big dog put the cat out. He already let the cat out the bag. I got a song coming. Um with my guy, official little Chad out of Houston, Texas. He representing Mob Ties, man. He a next J. Prince investment. And if you know about their track record with J. Prince investments, for me to Crazy. be associated with that, man, everything is immaculate. <laughs> that's that's exactly. why he be right there. Exactly. It's, it's, it's big out here, man. It's, it's, it's real big moves out here, man. Like I said, it's your boy, Fontaine. You rocking with the hottest in the world right now. My boy, Justice. Hey, please hit his down. Instagram. He just dropped a freestyle. When I tell you that thing is hot, bro, that's definitely one of the hardest freestyles I've heard this year for sure. So, Oh, listen, I got I got See, three coming this week alone. Hey, look, my boy doing work. That's just what he do. You know what I'm saying? He always doing work. You know what I'm saying? He, 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 listen, if you don't know him right now, you you going to remember this and be like, oh, that was him. He was on that podcast. right <laughs> 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 but all right, bro. For I appreciate sure, you coming sure. on, bro. It's been a pleasure. Hey, but like I said, we're gonna have to do this again, bro. Man, until next time, right, my bro. brother. You know how I appreciate we going you, bro. All the way with it. All right. All right, one. Man.